is going on, Joseph McCormick? You know, my... Wow, look at this. I just got a pop-up. It said, are you playing music? No, that's my beautiful voice singing, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome that, to the Hacker Outdoors podcast. A little scary. We've got Joey McCormick. Finnegan's running around here meowing like a madman to me. We are back on audio, so even though you can't see this, Finnegan is saying hello in the video screen right now in the uh, camera. He's very upset that, you know, I fed him and I'm not watching him eat. Joe, thanks for joining, man. A little over 24 hours till you head to the great South Carolina state. South Carolina, come on and raise up. Pablo. Well, actually, uh, a helicopter. No, he was thinking about North Carolina, but uh, <laughs> you never go wrong with some PD Pablo, you know. I I actually Pablo! recently asked what happened to PD Pablo. Is he in jail or something? I I don't know. That's a good question. Um, we'll leave it to the readers to uh, the listeners rather to let us know on that one. Um, I think he's. In, I, I could be wrong. Don't listen to me. But. Well, I'm not going to listen to you. But, the, <laughs> but that's, that's probably okay. a smart choice. So, I you know, I told you I was I was with the family this weekend, right? Family party. Um, young Brian Hacker is uh, recently engaged. So congratulations to congratulations, Brian. Congratulations, Brian. Um, we Daniela. didn't do that last week. I probably should have. Um, but what are you going to do? So what are you going to uh, do? Can't change it. <laughs> I guess technically you could always take it back, but uh, you know that's not going to happen, and we don't wish for that. So, um, my niece goes to me. She goes, Uncle Mike. She goes, I feel like you and cousin Joe talk a lot about fishing. <laughs> that's that's uh, what we like. I said, uh, you have a problem with that? She goes, Can you talk about whales on the next podcast? And I said, Well. <clears throat> I was like, I don't know if you listen every week, but we don't always talk about fishing. We talk about other things. We talked about how cousin Joe caught a, a what dolphin. was it, a, a dolphin a couple weeks ago. Thank you. Um, and I said, but we will do you a solid, and I will find something to talk about regarding a whale. <clears throat> so lo and behold, lo and freaking behold, what happened to the news this week? I got swallowed by a whale and spit out. <laughs> yeah that was yeah the this guy in massachusetts so he was he was diving off of i think it was provincetown um in cape cod <clears throat> a josiah mayo surveyed the ocean surface on friday watching the bubbles that emerged from his fishing partners underwater breathing gear it was michael packard's second plunge into the ocean off the coast of cape cod this morning and he already caught about 100 pounds of lobsters that's a heck of a lot of lobsters man and that is delicious that is that is delicious not gonna lie says mayo wasn't sure what he was witnessing a burly fish thrashed before him and for a split second he thought it was a great white shark the mayo saw its flukes cut through the water and observed it violently shake its head this was a humpback whale mayo told himself as he recounted in the interview with the washington post it was a relief because it wasn't a shark which meant michael would all be done at this point if it was yeah moments later there was another mighty boil of water and packard soared out of the ocean flopped back down he sped the boat up next to packard who was floating in a puffed out dry suit thanks to the whale's speedy ascent to the surface i was 
inside it. I was inside the mouth. Packard told Mayo. It tried to eat me. <laughs> I, it, I'm a little flabbergasted. Uh, we we were talking last week about um, you know the Bible story, right? Uh, yeah. You know, getting swallowed by a whale. Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. And uh, I'm reading Lords of the Fly by Monty Burke. And I think it's the first chapter, maybe the second chapter. He's kind of talking about the lore of Tarpon, right? So this is about the great Tarpon catches of the, you know, past 40, 50 years. So in the 1970s, you know, they're in, in Florida. And he's talking about how... Um, Michelangelo's depiction of Jonah and the whale, it's not a whale, it's a tarpon. Um, so you and I got into a, a big kind of discussion regarding that. And lo and behold, this happens like two days later. So freaking cool. So there you go, Nice. We're talking about whales on it. it, it that would have to be absolutely ginormous, ginormous tarpon. Um, but hey, what do I know? Oh, well, so, you know, he's saying in the book, and I'm not, you know, a tarponologist will say or whatever you want to call them, someone who studies tarpon, but um, there's a a lot unknown about the the world of the deep blue sea, um, right? And I think we can all admit that that's one of the last great frontiers on this planet. Um, there are creatures down there that we don't know about. We don't know about the habits, for example, um, they caught a great white shark off the coast of Seaside Heights here in New Jersey um, this week as well. No, they're there. It was young, seven feet, seven feet long, right a mile offshore, um, apparently following the bunker. And, um, but that's another prime example. Everyone's, I, I feel like great whites have been talked about since the great movie of Jaws. And for better or worse, it's caused fear in the eyes of sharks um, or in the eyes of humans about sharks rather. Right. And we don't know much about them, right? We don't know where they're breeding. We don't know where they spend a lot of their time. They go into the depths of the ocean and the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean and, and disappear, right? So even their tags just kind of stop checking in. So I think the same is with tarpon. And that's what this guy, Monty Burke, is talking about a little bit, <clears throat> is we don't know really what it is about them. We only see them when they're headed in and out of, you know, whatever it is they're doing along the coast during their run. Um, but they know that they go out into the deeps of the Atlantic and, and disappear. So it's not of the realm of, I guess, possibility that there's some giants out there, even bigger than um, the world record catches that are out there. Right. Um, and the same are with whales. So who knows? I mean, you know, there's, you know, the great, Great octopus out there. Great squids are out there. Um, some pretty cool creatures that man has yet to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have no idea what's out there. They really, really don't. Um, I, I still have a hard time believing it was a tarpon because, I don't know, a whale eating a man? We know that can happen. I mean, it's happened to me before. Um, little known fact. I was uh, sponging in South Carolina. The waves were firing that day. I had my fins on and my paddle gloves, and I was just doing some crazy El Rolos and just, you know, completely just shredding, shredding it on my bodyboard. And the lifeguard blew people in. And I, I was like, ah, whatever, you know, I'm out here. I, I've been bodyboarding my whole life. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I 
just shred all the time. Next thing I know, there was a tug and everything was black. And I felt like almost like teeth, but hair all over me. And I was freaking out because I didn't know what it was. So I started swinging and kicking my flippers. And next thing I know, spit out, ejected you know, like 20, 30 feet in the air and land and swam in the shore. And the lifeguard, my buddy down there is like, man, that was a whale. You know, you just had a whale take you into its mouth and spit you out. Um, nobody believes us because nobody else witnessed it, but us, to, us too. So, but Hey, it happened to me. It happened to me. I mean, it can happen to any of us, right? I, yeah. I guess is the moral of the story. And that's uh, it's a hell of a, hell it of was, a blue ox tail right there. It was, it was, it was scary, but you know, I would do it again. Like I said, you know, you I love bodyboarding. Outside. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's the price you take sponging, you know, it's, it's dangerous world out there when, when you're yeah. bodyboarding, but I, I can't think of bodyboarding without thinking of <laughs> Kenny powers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I've caught a couple of ways with him out there in Myrtle beach. Um, he's sick. He's definitely really good. Yeah. His yeah. El, El Rolos are on absolute point. Um, really good. Really now, good. I'm, tr- I'm trying my hardest not to laugh. Um, but th- this is, this is serious kids. <laughs> oh, no joke. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was frightening, but you know, afterwards I just considered a, a right of honor to, uh, been in a whale's mouth, you know, it's, Hey, how many people can say that? Right. Not a lot, not a lot, but uh, yeah. I can. So you live to yeah. tell the story today on the hacker outdoors podcast. So we, yeah. we really yeah. appreciate it, Joe. Anytime, anytime uh, do it for the show. <laughs> we we definitely do it for the show. Although you wouldn't catch a shark using your bass rod. I'm slightly disappointed about that. Well, it's cause um, I caught a dolphin and I got in trouble, you know? Right. Um, right. Right. Apparently that's frowned upon. Well, anything's frowned upon. Nowadays, yeah, pe- people have gotten a little too soft. But hey, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It I, was, I was thinking of you. I, I found the absolute most perfect job for you in the town forum here on uh, the old oh, Facebooks. Yeah? Um, I'm gonna read you the the job posting. But long story short, is there is a gentleman with a large boat who is looking for a deckhand. Uh, and what kind of fishing is it oh it's not fishing this is pleasure boating oh (laughs) sorry i sent it to i sent it to my buddy and he his i'm gonna read it to you first and then we're gonna and then we'll get into what he said um it says offering a real exciting fun and educational job for anyone over the age of 18. my wife and i have a pretty large boat that we're keeping in the hudson river this summer I'm getting a little older and slower and we could use another set of hands to run the boat. We need someone who help us launch, I'm sorry, help us anchor, handle docking lines, launch the dinghy and relieve me at the helm, AKA start the boat. The boat is about 45 minutes from our town. We have, we often have guests on, but usually only take day trips. We leave the dock about 9.30 and return by dinner. Dot, 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 goes on and on. So I sent it to my buddy who worked on a fishing boat uh, back in college, and I said, "Look, like I got a, you're, you're a teacher. Like, what are you doing this summer? Go hang out on a boat with Richard. Yeah, it's not, beautiful, great. Doesn't great sound time. bad at all. No, no, actually, great. It does, especially if they're nice people and treat their employees well. I mean, hell, that that that's a good job. That's what I said. I was sitting on the, the Jimmy. I mean, your nephew. That would be a great well, experience. He's, so he's not old, unfortunately. Oh, uh, um, true. I always but, forget about that part. But 
you know what you know what my buddy's response was what was that now I, my, in my mind i'm thinking oh it's gonna be like captain ron right like yeah captain ron this is gonna be a grand old time fantastic go go hang right. out with some jerseyans on their you know beautiful boat this is great no, his response is, it sounds like code for a quote-unquote swinger kind of thing. You know, it's funny you said that because when you were saying the dot, 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 and I was kind of thinking the same thing. That was the first first thought that actually came to my mind that this this sounds a little swingerish. Um, but hey, what do you know? You know, they could just be, I don't know. It's. I mean, they. they I'm sure they're upstanding citizens. And, but no, know, no, no joke. That was community. that was my first thought. My very first thought was that was like this sounds a little, uh, possibly swingerish, but a little, a little, a little. We all know how um, Captain Ron. I mean, he was a little goofy, but yeah. hey, to no, each their own. But hey, it was all, all fun and games, right? Well, Summer Rindle. Summer Rindle's another good one with John oh. Candy. Oh my yeah. god. Gosh, summer rental. That's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, if you have not seen summer rental, that's one oh, I haven't watched in a while. I, I I watched it not too long ago. It's a phenomenal, still phenomenal, still holds water today. Um, just a great movie. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so we we hit on whales. We're talking about boats and potential swingers. Let's see what other topics we can get into today. That is so yeah. funny because that was literally my first thought when you said that. Like it sounds a little. Uh, <laughs> A little swingerish, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I, you know, is what it is. I was kind of, you know, we, we were talking about safety right on the water last week, and um, yeah, I, I was looking at um, the news. Right, I follow a lot of outdoor news, as you could imagine, having this podcast, and uh, we don't always talk about everything. But um, there was that Irish hiker that went missing. Did you see that? I did not see that. Where, where was that at? In Ireland? No, Grand Teton. So he hasn't been seen in a week. He's a 27-year-old hiker. Um, basically, they're asking public's help to help find him. Um, and I'm going to slaughter his name, even though I uh, am a descendant of Irish people. Uh, Cyan, Cian, Sean, C-I-A-N. C-I. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Um, he was last seen hiking on June 8th, um, half a mile from the Lupine Meadows trailhead, right? Um, he was reported missing after he didn't show up for work in Jackson, Wyoming. So, I, you know, if anyone has seen anyone um, out there, you know, I, I do get geotagged from people that do listen to the show that are out west. Um, if you are out in the Wyoming area um, and Grand Teton area, please, please uh, yeah. keep your eye out for this guy. Yeah. Um, that that's rough. Yeah, I, you know me. I, a lot of times I'm goofy and could be considered not safe sometimes. But I, living out in the Midwest for a little bit, anytime you go out there, you should always have somebody with you. I mean, it's a whole another vast country where it's, it's very easy just to to disappear, unfortunately, and and never be seen again. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I think you sent me that one article. I forget about the about trail where. The guy, they, this family found a guy like off the trail, like 100, 200 yards, sent the rescuers back there and they, and they somehow didn't find the guy. They still didn't find the guy. Yeah. And the next day, the guy went back out again and found him and waited for the rescuers and took him to the exact geotag. I mean, that's how dangerous these places are out there. It's, it's 
so remote and vast that yeah. you don't know. I mean, even here, I mean, in northern New Jersey. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you have the opportunity to get mixed into some crap, man. And um, 100%. I mean, here you go. I just I had a bunch of things pulled up. One of the other things was, um, you know, hiker missing after being charged by bears near Palmer in um, that's in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is another big thing, man. Like don't go alone and you know, you never know what you're going to run into here in New Jersey. Anywhere you shouldn't go alone. Yeah. Really. There's there's a park called the Torn here in Morris County. They closed the park this week because there was a large quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes in the air, aggressive bear approaching visitors. So they legit closed this County park and you know, they're, they're searching all over this, this park for this. And this is a place, you know, I used to take the kids, we would go find frogs and snakes and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but you know, it's a, I wouldn't consider it a super remote park, but you oh, know, yeah. they do yeah. have coyotes. They do have, uh, you know, every bird you could possibly imagine raptor and otherwise, um, oh, yeah. snakes. And then of course they have bears. I mean, it's remote enough. Uh, you don't need much to have a, a nice healthy population of bears. No, the, the people I people wouldn't believe that, that there's a road called the BW Parkway by me that that Baltimore Washington Parkway that runs from Baltimore to Washington, and people hit bear on there all the time, driving hit bear, and you know, think think of that. I mean, it's insane. Like if when you drive through this area, it, it's it's not really uh, remote at all. I mean, you're driving. I think the distance between New York and Baltimore. I mean. Washington and Baltimore is only like 45 miles and um, constantly, probably once a year, you hear stories about people hitting bear. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're everywhere. They're around me now. You know, the, the population has definitely exploded. Um, they had to lock down schools right by me a couple of years ago because of bears. Um, hey, really? Yeah. Yeah. Carol, I, I think I sent you the, the link a while ago. Um, that Carol last Manor, year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or before the lockdown. Yep, it was actually the elementary school I I, I went to, um, Carroll Manor Carol uh, Carol Manor Elementary, and um, they had to shut it down because of bear bear sightings. Um, yeah, that's crazy. The population's exploded, and and don't be fooled. I mean, they're well, here. You know, I I'll go out on a limb and I'll, I'll say this right. I'll go out and say that I I absolutely love bears, right? Um, but I respect them. And, oh yeah. Um, I know. I always joke, Brian and I have an inside joke that, you know, if you've ever seen Legends of the Fall, right? Uh, Tristan yeah, yeah, yeah. dies by fighting a bear. and it's It like, was a good fight. It was a good fight. and It was a good I, death, a good depth, death, 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 death. death. Yes, that was it. I said, you know, I, I would like to fight a bear. So it's been a joke for the better part of, I don't know, freaking... 20 years that I would fight a bear and it's, it's a joke. I do not, do not at all mean that. Um, no, because bears will mess you up, man. Yes, um, they will. They're, they're not to be messed with. No, but in New Jersey, we recently, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm an advocate for bears. I, I like them. I think that there's a purpose for them, but, um, the, our governor, um, canceled the bear hunt Got it. this year. Um, so, you know, they're trying to rebound the population a little bit. And I, I will say in all the years that I've lived where I live, I've never seen a bear. Um, never. Never. However, my neighbor called me one day when I went to the in-laws. I had like just left the house 15 minutes earlier. He's like, there's a black bear on your front lawn. 
yeah i can't believe like where you're at now you still haven't you know you have trail cams too don't you yeah um the trail cam i have needs to be replaced it's um shuts itself off after 24 hours and does not come back on unfortunately uh, um so you know i missed it there was a coyote that night and i was all excited i was like yeah i knew he was behind the fence right where the trail cam was and you know whether or not he walked in front of it and triggered it was another thing but I went out there in the morning and, and the trail cam was off. And sure enough, I only had like two hours of footage of like just the squirrels running around like madmen and women. Um, <laughs> and that, that, that was it because they've run up and down the tree, I guess, right in front of it. I'm um, triggering the camera every five freaking seconds. You and um, your squirrels. So we, we have, I don't know if we mentioned this last time. So there's a new squirrel that's been showing up. And uh, have you ever heard of bot flies? I, I I have heard of bot flies. I have not seen one. Um, I, actually, my last fishing tournament, the guy I fished with, I think, was talking about bot flies. Um, I have not seen a bot fly. So I didn't even know we had bot flies in New Jersey. And I'm going to just pull it up real quick and read you what a bot fly. A bot fly is also named as a, known as a warble fly, heel fly, and gadfly. And our family of flies technically known as ostradi. Their larvae are internal parasites of mammals and sometimes other species growing in the host flesh and others within the gut. So long story short, this nasty creature that kind of looks like a bumblebee that I found dead outside goes around and injects its larva into mammals. And are we supposed to kill them too if we see I, them? I think so. I, I've got to verify that. So this one was dead. Um, they kind of look like bumblebees. So it's, it's a little discerning like you see you're like right. oh, is that a dead bumblebee like i don't use pesticides in my yard so i don't believe in that um so i'm like damn like what what the heck happened here but upon much more inspection on it it was a gadfly and anyway they inject their larva into you and when the larva starts to grow it emerges from your skin and it's basically a parasite it's eating you from the inside out yeah. large enough to emerge and then fly away terrifying terrifying that they do this. So, uh, this freaking blue jay. Do you see this? Let me see. Oh, you missed it. He just jumped onto the onto the window. Hey. He's like, "Hey, hey, Hi. nuts! You, hey, do you see me? I want food. <laughs> you feed me <laughs> constantly. Give me more food. Yeah, you, you, it's not like I. You have bird feeders in the back. Oh, look, look at this. You see this? We've got. Oh, there's a your squirrel. One squirrel with it. Hey, that's that would be Albert. Albert is on the back steps eating a nut and we have a sparrow coming up trying to eat a nut as well so that's uh the wild world of of michael's Michael backyard <laughs> um but so donna calls me and she's like she's like oh she's like you just left for work like you know there's a squirrel back here and he's got like it looks like he got mauled by something and i took a picture so she's like when you get when you get to work she's like open it up and take a look at it so i look yeah. at the picture Oh, no, it looked like something had caught it by the back of its neck and ripped oh. off like a hair. Like if you picture the length of a squirrel yep. from basically the top of its skull down to like its shoulders was missing hair. And there were these two massive wounds there. Oh, like, oh this poor guy, man. He got he got tagged by something. Yeah. He was a smaller squirrel. I'm like, something got him. The cat, uh, you know, fox, the coyote. I don't know. And, you know, he's something. limping along. So she gave him nuts. And... Um, he, 
you know, didn't see him again. So, you know, I, I contacted one of the rescues here in New Jersey and I sent them the picture and I said, you know, I got this guy and, you know, it looks like he got attacked by something. Do you want me, do you want me to trap him and bring him to you? What do you, what do you want to do here? Right. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, you know, Michael, thank you for contacting us. Um, those look like gadfly bites. And it looks like the larva had emerged from its skin, leaving these two massive gaping holes in the back oh. of this poor squirrel's neck. Um, poor thing. Yeah, did, so those are new. They're new here. That's something new. They, it's, um, they're not something that's been here for a long time. They're, they're, they've been freshly imported because I, I think that's what the guy was. I was fishing was just talking about how if you see them, you're instantly supposed to kill the botflies. They're uh, not not good. And again, it's difficult to tell, at least the one that I saw, it looked like a bumblebee until you got close. And then you're like, oh, that's not a bumblebee. What is this thing? Because I, I think they can hurt domesticated animals too. Yeah. Dude, they can hurt you. Yeah. So like they, not... they can inject their larva into any mammal and, and they routinely do. And apparently this is a problem with, with squirrels in general, because they're always just, you know, hanging around and there's so many of them, they're easy targets for the gadflies. And, um, you know, we didn't see the squirrel for a few days. We've now affectionately called him Scar or Scabby, depending upon, upon the day. Um, but he, he showed up again uh, yesterday. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's good. And he's starting to scab over, which it looks good. And that's what the, the rescue had said to do is, is just keep an eye on it and see if it closes. If it starts to close, then he's good to go. Um, they don't have a large or high mortality rate from gadfly bites, even infections. Um, so luckily, you know, they said just, you know, put out clean water and, and please put out food for them. And I said, well, that's not a problem. My yard is full of bird seed. And <laughs> you know who you're talking? I'm Noah. Yeah, yep. I'm prepare I'm preparing for a war with with my animals here. Right. Um so yeah, that's uh that's Gabby. He's a new one. That's that's yeah, those things worry me, especially having a dog because I I don't want that happening to my dog. I mean, that's pretty gnarly stuff right there, you know. No, and it, it kind of creeped us out too cuz we've been taking Finnegan, our cat out, and yeah. You know, this is the first time in, in our lives that we've ever had a cat on a leash and brought him outside. Um, Did you ever so, think you were going to be the people with cats on a leash? Did you ever no, think when no. you were growing up, like, I'm going to be the guy who walks a cat on a leash? No, we don't walk him. We walk him around the yard, which is nice. But, like, my neighbors two doors down, they have a dog, and they were looking like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, because I, I would have never figured you guys to be the ones to do that. But it's but all good. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, giving them the best life possible. So yeah, you know, we've worked for years with rescues, and uh, I think worked with years with having dogs and training dogs. And you know, I've I've been a big proponent of the Doberman Pinscher breed um, yeah. since I was a kid. But I've had about I want to say we're up over 12, 12 or so fosters over the years that we've had of dogs. Oh, you've had quite a lot, quite a few. Yeah, and. Um, the last one that we fostered short term because someone was on vacation, the actual foster home, she, she broke me, man. This dog was, this dog was wild. I mean, she was a car oh. in the house, but you, you remember the one I'm talking broke, about. Broke you like that. It was just out of control nuts, huh? Oh, I was like, I can't deal with this. I, I like to think that dogs should have the life that they want, right? Like you kind of, uh, not the life that they want, but like, you know, they, they have to have a good life. Right. Right. For sure. Um, 
but they have to be well behaved, especially yeah. when you're in a house, you're in a yard. Um, we, 100%. This was a great Pyrenees mix. <laughs> and for those of you who do not know Great Pyrenees, Great Pyrenees are herding dogs, right? They're used to protect yep. the herd and they are super duper defensive about everything when they're in the yard and they're quote unquote patrolling. So she's in our yard, this dog, and um, she could leap over our four foot fence. So we didn't let her out without the leash on. So I had a nice long lead on and just kind of walked around the yard trying to get her to the bathroom. But she wouldn't go to the bathroom because it was fall and there were leaves falling and the mm. leaves falling were invading her property, which mind you, she was here for two weeks. So it was like, this isn't your property. Like, how do you think this is your property? Right. right. So she would be dragging me and I'm a big guy, right? You know, at yeah, the time I was two, 200 pounds, 215 pounds at the time. And, you know, dragging me across the yard because hmm. there was no stopping this beast. And, no. um, she went back and, you know, she got adopted pretty quickly. I think the people who love Great Pyrenees love Great Pyrenees and their sweethearts. What a, like I said, in the house, yeah. she was a, an incredibly cuddly dog. But um, I, if you have a farm and you have animals, get a Great Pyrenees. If you are in a, an apartment in the city, if you, you know, don't have a high fence, do not get a Great Pyrenees. I, I would not recommend it. I, I like obedient animals. Uh, I like them to listen to me when I call them. She would just look at you like, mm, no, we're outside well, it, right it, now. It kind of goes back to, you know, the, the breed. You know, the breed's not really, that breed's not really for people who live in small places. You know, you wouldn't want to get a breed like that if, if uh, you know, you're an apartment or somewhere where the dog has no place to run. You know, uh, well, but I, at the same time, right? Like you, you look at, you look at breeds that I would consider good. What would I call it? A good, like, small apartment house dog, right? Like, most people would think that a smaller dog would be perfect for that, right? But sometimes, it's not necessarily, oh, yeah. it was the case. Like a Great Dane, in my opinion, is fantastic for small spaces. Right. Great Danes, typically speaking, and I'll again do air quotes for the third or fourth time this this episode, but like they're pretty mellow freaking dogs. Right. Like, yeah. Right. They're super yeah. defensive when when they turn on, they turn on. But like they don't need a lot of space. No, no, no. But like my dog, Ranger, he needs space like uh, he needs to be able to run. If I don't take him out to run every you know once a week, at least he's he's miserable. And you can tell, you know, that he he needs that, that he needs to get out and he, he needs to have his time. And I think some people, when, when, when they purchase animals, they, they don't take those types of thing into thought sometimes, which that, that can have a lot to do with the dog's behavior. You know, sometimes if, if your dog's not getting the time and exercise it needs or what it needs, it, it could act up and, and, and not be what you would consider maybe a good dog, you know? Yeah, and that's unfortunately like a lot of the dogs that I fostered over the years and were returned because they were quote unquote bad dogs. And it, it right. wasn't that they were bad. It was just that they weren't being exercised. They weren't being um, like I, I play games with the dogs, right? So like I have friends and family that will send, send me their dogs and go to Michael camp or hacker camp, doggy camp. Right. And, uh, you know, they're always perplexed that like when they get the dog back that the dog's like com attitude's completely different. It's like, well, I tire them out. Like we, we go and we play, we do, you know, physical exercise, we do hiking, we'll play in the yard, we'll play fetch. And then we also do in-house exercises where, you know, 
I'm keeping them occupied, right? Yeah. Gotta keep their mind going. You Could you imagine? I, I hate to say it, dog puppies and dogs are like children. Like if you just keep children cooped up in the house with nothing to do, those kids are gonna be bad as hell. I I, I was, if I was able to get out and go wild, dude, I would have been, a, I, I was, I was a hellion if I didn't get my time out that I needed. And well, dogs are the why. same ways, same way. You go get way. your chill pill, isn't that what you're, what you used chill to call pill? it? Chill pill, I don't know, my, my, my goofy father probably did. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I, it always drives me crazy. That, that's the one thing that, you know, Yeah. same with puppies. My mom has pug puppies. Pugs aren't a big breed. But let me tell you what, if those pug puppies don't get their time to go be puppies and be nuts, oh, hell, you better watch out. I mean, they're going to make your life hell. They're going to be wild yeah. hellions. Go nuts, chew stuff up, do everything they're not supposed to do. You know, I I don't know. That, that's, that's another discussion for another day. People really yeah. figuring out well, what they're you know we we can go on a whole topic of dogs i think it's um it's awesome right i think dogs are great companions um if you're 100%. into the outdoors and you do not have a dog or you don't feel like you can take care of a dog um the some of the agencies that i worked with some of the rescue agencies uh i would go and i would borrow a dog that wasn't getting the exercise that i wanted because it was in a kennel because it wasn't adopted yet and i would take that dog hiking Right. Right. I would take that dog back to my house and like play with him inside. I would take him into the yard and play with him in the yard, like kind of get them. It was uh, he that I used to do this with. He was in um, foster care for quite a long time. And by foster care, I meant he was in a shelter. Um, so you can do things like that. And it's a it's a great way to not only do a little bit of good in the world, but, you know, help another another being and also help yourself. Figure out, because right. Figure out what might work for you. Yeah. Right. Right. To, to me, that's the saddest thing. When people get dogs and have to return it, like that, that's just, that nice. breaks my heart. That and babies, because they're, they're, you know, they have no, they can't take care of themselves. I mean, they can to an extent, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, oh, it's I get you. Yeah. And that's a topic for another day. But, um, you know, we're coming up on the end here, Joe. I think we, we hit on a, a wide array of topics. Um, I am trying to get a buddy on for next week. I am hoping that this happens. I'm not going to ruin it. Um, this kid, kid again I, I keep saying that because i you know for no concept of time um but you know he's got some cool stories to tell and uh he recently did a, a cool event that i think would uh, be interesting to tell he swam and with whales he swam with whales as well yeah um and oh man i have uh i also i signed up for a tough mutter race oh tough mutters here we go i'm only doing it we're, we're only doing it? the 5k yeah, it's in the Poconos. It's uh, July 17th. So if you're listening to this and you you want to come do a Tough Mudder, um, I am doing it with a group of people that is associated with the Best Day Foundation. You've heard us That's talk awesome. about that a couple times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not exactly sure how this is, is going to play out, but uh, they, they said, oh, we're, we're training one of the one of the kids was like, oh, I've been running every day. And I said, oh, I was like, so I was at the gym this morning and I text them, everyone. And I said, I was like, yeah, I, I trained this morning for it. I, I lifted weights a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cardio person, but you know, it's not really in my opinion, cardio, it's more uh, obstacles and lifting yourself up over things, which I have, which I think I'll be all right. As long as I don't have to do burpees and run too much, we'll be all right. You get to pick things up and put them down pretty much. Yep, right. Yep. I'll be I'll be good to go with that one. Yeah. I mean, anybody who wants to do a tough mutter with the hawk needs to sign up because you will be doing a tough mutter with with the real hawk from the comic book uh 
you know, Bruce, stories. Bruce, Bruce Banner. Bruce I Banner. Is, is, I will is, not is, say I'm Bruce Banner, but I've never been seen in the same room as Bruce Banner before. Right, exactly. And I can, Michael does change colors when he gets very angry, so. Well, it's usually red. It's not uh, yeah, but but know. little known fact that Bruce Banner actually turned red. Well, there we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Um, Joey, thank you for joining me. Everyone, Anytime, thank you for brother. joining. Please check us out on any platform you listen this to. Um, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. Oh. Uh, I've been lagging it behind on the blog post joke, so I need you to write so some stuff up. Um, and well, I have a big tournament this weekend, so there'll be a lot of stuff coming out. This is this is a big one. Um, this well, is tight, this tight lines to you, Joe, and um, we'll try and do a live from the field, notes from the field this weekend. I know we always yeah. say that, but we will attempt to. Um, and get you on what you know, what your thoughts, tactics are, and everything like that. Uh, we will circle back with you on Friday on that one, if that's cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Joey, always a pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure. Later, Take brother. Take care, guys. Later, Joe. Later.